This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With 10 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host, Michael Mansfield, Certified Financial Planner with the Lind Group located in Ventura, California. This week's going to be a good week. We're going to talk a lot about a whole lot of important retirement topics. We're going to talk about the color of your money. We're going to talk about Social Security. We're going to cover a lot of ground. But hey, as always with me, my good friend, my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, thanks for joining us. How are you doing, man? Well, Mr. Michael Mansfield. I, of the Lind Group, uh, financial guru, Uh, I am doing great, but I have to correct you on one thing. Your intro was great. Uh Thanks for having me on the show. But in the intro, you said, we're going to have a good one. No, this (laughs) this show, this show is not going to be good. It's going to be great. Great. I'm in a good mood. I know you're in a good mood. You just got back (laughs) from a a little, you took a, a few days off while you were working, but you took a trip and uh, and now you're back and better than ever, right? You know what? That's uh, that's what trips are good for. They they reset you. So right. But this was more of a learning trip. You went to some seminars and and uh, picked up some new bits of information for, to oh. use to help your clients. And today, I know one of those bits is uh, Social Security and what's going on with that and mm-hmm. asset allocation. So. Where are we going to start with this topic? Do you want to start with asset allocation or all this stuff is stuff our listeners need to be doing before they retire, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, or after you've retired. I mean, if you haven't done it, you've got to do it. Obviously, right. the sooner you do it, the more it makes sense. Right. And, you know, many times if you wait too long, some of your decisions or lack thereof are set in stone. So you got to be careful with that. But let's start with the big picture. You know, it's amazing because just a number of weeks ago, you and I were on the the radio talking about things like the Brexit and the worst stock market open ever that we had, you know, in the beginning yep. of the year. And the calamity, the, the, the economy is going into a recession, all the noise that we've been hearing. And the, the noise has been good, I would say, for, for one thing, and that's probably the insurance side of our business. You know, anytime there's a lot of noise, everybody screams, ah, run from the market, get out while you still can, buy insurance products. And what's happened? What's happened over the last couple of weeks? The stock market has hit new all-time highs, highs of highs. Uh, I think in the last uh, two weeks, the S&P 500 had six new daily all-time highs. You know, so it's kind of funny because you start looking at some of that and you say, wait a second, what happened to the, the worst stock market open ever? What happened to the Brexit was going to blow up our economy? What happened to all the noise about we're going into a recession? You know, it's pretty incredible because I think the takeaway of what we're talking about here is nobody really knows. It's easy to follow the market <laughs> and say, oh, it's going down, it's all over, get off, you know, get off the boat. And then at the same time, now that the market's going up like gangbusters, you know, there's a lot of articles, you know, and investment related sources that say, oh, my gosh, are you are you missing the run? You know, you got to get in buy your stocks. 
nobody well, really late. knows. It's too late to buy when they're already when they're high. You don't want to buy now. I mean, <laughs> well, and that's that's kind of what I want to talk about. Is it's interesting to turn on the news, to log into your investments, to follow these things on a daily basis, follow them every moment, every hour, every ten minutes till you're sick. You know, you meet those people all the time. Yeah, you know, living in the moment is very difficult. But yeah. what matters is what is your money doing because your plan, your life, your situation dictates it. That's what's important. See, the people that I deal with, I don't know anybody that's 100% in stocks. And then again, I don't know anybody that's 100% in cash. There's reasons why we have certain pieces of our money, our life savings, our retirement accounts, our portfolios, whatever it is, in different types of investments, whether they're insurance products like annuities or life insurance, if they're in bank products, bank accounts, savings accounts, CDs, or if they're in investment products, if you're in the stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, all that fun stuff, there's reasons and there's rationale on why you should have that. Now, the fundamental flaw for most people is, they haven't done a great job of deciding what the rationale is. What is the reason that certain buckets of money are in certain types of investments? Rather, they have no idea why all their savings for retirement are tied to the market. They don't know. Exactly. It's, a, now, it's they, your 401k. It's your retirement account. And it's tied to the market. That's all you know. You don't think there's anything more to it than that. A lot of folks. Over the years, I've met a lot of people. I'm going to, I'm going to, pull out a group of people. I get a lot of people coming in the office, especially when we're out in Palm Desert, that were in their late 70s. And when we looked at portfolios, they'd be 80, 85, 95% in stocks. You say, wow, very aggressive. Why do you have so much stock? And their answer would always be, I don't know. I've always had it. <laughs> right. And that's very interesting to yeah. me because that's how people think. You know, when you're young, it makes sense to be aggressive, to save, to grow the money. But when you get to that distribution phase of life, things are different. The rules are different. And that's hard for people because if you have 20, 30, 40, 50 years of savings habits and owning equity habits, it's hard to then flip the switch and try to do something very different with your money because there's some psychology there. There's some yeah. concern there. Especially if um, that's done well for you. And I, I want to say, Michael, uh, to get to get you on point here for our listeners out there, but <laughs> the bottom line, I'm just trying to bottom line this for our listeners, mm -hmm. but, but you're not saying pull everything, when you get older, you should take everything out of the market either. What are you saying people should do with their assets? What's the answer? Right. Yeah. Not at all am I saying that. The answer is we don't know. We have to look at every situation because everybody is different for a lot of different reasons. So remember, financial planning in and of itself is pretty straightforward. The problem is most people meet with quote unquote financial planners that are not financial planners. They're investment solicitors, whether they're selling insurance uh, products or they're selling investment products. They're just soliciting products. You come in, you say, Hey, I've got, you know, 200 grand in my 401k. What should you, what should I do with it? And they say, you should give it to me. You know, I mean, that's the extent of the conversation. It's not, well, let's examine you. Let's see what's ticking. Yeah, what I mean is- The sad thing is if they're a broker, they're going to tell you you should put it in, in the market. If they're an insurance person, uh, they're going to tell you you should buy insurance exactly. products. But exactly. what they really need is a fiduciary who's a financial planner. And unfortunately, a lot of brokers and insurance salesmen call themselves financial planners. 
but you're a registered investment advisor and you're you do investments and can shop around to different insurance companies if that's the best thing for them, right? That's no. that's what separates the wheat from the chaff and you from the rest of those so-called financial professionals out there, right? No, that's a, that's a great point, Tony. That's absolutely true. But the the point is, how do we get to the answer, the solution? Because most people aren't taking you through the process. Most people are just pushing you into the the funnel that they want you to be in. So what we do is we look at what the most important thing in life is, and that is what you've done your whole life. You've worked your caboose off to right. go, you know, you go out For in the pizza. world to bring home a paycheck. For pizza. Right? For pizza, your pizza, pizza okay. check. Okay. And so you work hard your whole life to bring in a paycheck. Why do we need the paycheck? That's how we pay our bills. That's how we enjoy life. That's how we save for retirement. All that fun stuff. Retirement is no different in concept. When we retire, we want a paycheck. We need to know that money's coming in every single month in order to make us whole, to pay our bills, to pay for Medicare, whatever that thing is. And I'll tell you what, the more paychecks we have coming in from the world than just out of our savings account are going to make us feel a lot better. So goal number one, what paychecks do you have coming in from the world? Social security. Do you have social security? Does your spouse have social security? Did you work for an employer that's giving you a pension? Did your spouse get a pension? Do we have any other external sources of paychecks, rental properties, mom and dad's trust fund, whatever that thing is, where's the money coming from, from the world? Understanding that is step one. Step two is how do we maximize that, which kind of gets into the point of a small point of today. Coming up in August, August 24th and 25th, we're having a social security workshop. This is a great workshop. We don't sell anything. We don't talk about anything other than social security. We don't give you any other advice on the rest of the world. We literally spend about an hour and 10 minutes solely talking about social security, how it works, the different components of it, the law changes from the bipartisan budget agreement in 2015. It is a very in-depth social security only event. We also run a, so go on. Well, I want to tell our listeners that well, you're not directly affiliated with the social security administration or any government agency. You are very knowledgeable regarding social security. In fact, more knowledgeable than some people I've talked to at the social security office. And you, you've, you've done a lot of education and research regarding this so you can help people. And uh, I know that you lead these seminars and have other people you work with uh, help out. And I think they're fantastic. I've been to the social security workshop. It is, I want to say for our listeners, it's a must. If you haven't yet filed for social security, it's a must. And even if you have there's some things you might still be eligible for, and maybe you want to uh, make sure that you're doing the right thing. No, totally. There, Social security to us is the cornerstone of any financial retirement plan. Without understanding your social security and then number two, figuring out how to maximize the benefits between a husband and a wife, that is the first place you have to start. That is money coming in from the world. Those are guaranteed paychecks. We have to focus on getting the most out of that. So it's a huge tool. So once again, August 24th and 25th, 2016 here coming up, we're having events, two-night event. We're having it in Ventura. You can go to our website to register actually at understandsocialsecurity.com. There's a short video on there that explains what we discuss. You can put in your information. We can register that way or certainly call the office 
805-500-7035. But you got to get registered. You got to come to that. If you're in your, you know, mid to late 50s, you're in your 60s, you've already filed there could be stuff that we can talk about because there's so many different ex-spouse and spousal strategies. There's so much to look at there. Yeah. Um, you you, you got to come. Yeah. But it fills up quick. Yeah, and that's why you have to register in advance. It's it's basically a reservation, and it's but there's no cost or obligation. It's completely complimentary, right? You just have to Correct. register because they fill up right away. Yeah, if you get registered, it's complimentary, and we actually do a social security analysis for any individual or, or, or couple that is interested in that, and we do that complimentarily too. Well, you know what? We have to take a quick commercial break here, Michael. Is there anything you want to add before we do? Yeah, sure. So anybody that's interested in getting registered for our social security workshop that is August 24th, and 25th, 2016. It's at 6 p.m. It's in Ventura. We do it at the Ventura Adult Education Center. You can visit our registration website at understandsocialsecurity.com. You can certainly call our office, 805-500-7035, or heck, visit our general website, thelindgroup.com, and uh, we'll get you registered, but get on the list. It's a must-see event. I appreciate you saying that, Tony. Throughout our working years, we attempt to accumulate as many eggs as possible into our retirement nest. Unfortunately, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where their retirement assets should be invested. At The Lynn Group, we have put together a simple way for you to group your retirement assets. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, Download a complimentary color of money report at financiallytunedradio.com or call us today at 805-500-7035. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. Our host, Michael Mansfield of the Lynn Group is here. Now, Michael, you've been talking to us about making sure you're prepared for retirement and making sure you're doing the right things with your savings, your finances. And a big aspect of that, as you mentioned at the close of the last segment, is Social Security. So before mm-hmm. we move on and talk about asset allocation in general, uh, let's finish up talking about the foundation and why it's so important for our listeners out there th- to know more about Social Security. Sure. Well, like I said, Tony, and I, and I appreciate that follow-up, is Social Security, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, is the cornerstone of any full retirement plan. This is very important. It's especially important if you're single because you already have a diminished income. You're missing that second source of social security coming into the household. So there's so much to consider with it. And the reality that we've learned is there's a lot of different ways to calculate and understand when someone should take social security. We cover this in our workshop, so that's why we encourage people to attend. But one of the things that I always share in our workshop is a publication. It's a publication from the Social Security Administration. This is publication number, uh, what is it? It's publication number 05-10147. It's titled, When to Start Receiving Retirement Benefits. See, I love this publication because just the title itself, When to Start Receiving Retirement Benefits, it seems like it's gonna explain to us when we should take our benefits. Hence the name, right? Right. And so in basically the first paragraph, which is titled, Your Decision is a Personal One, it discusses the importance of this decision. This is from the Social Security Administration. So it reads, 
Would it be better for you to begin receiving benefits early with a smaller monthly amount or wait for a larger monthly payment later that you may not receive as long? The answer is highly personal and depends on a number of factors. And so then they give us a list of all the things that they think we need to sit down and consider before triggering Social Security. So the list includes your current cash needs, which is something we always talk about, um, your health and family longevity, whether you plan to work in retirement, mm -hmm. whether you have other retirement income sources, your anticipated future financial needs and obligations, and of course, the amount of your future Social Security benefit. So the theme is, you know, those are hard things to understand. What did they mean? But they're giving us this outline. And this is directly from the Social Security website, giving us an outline of the minimum of what they think you need to consider before making this decision. And since the publication is when to start receiving benefits, we would hope that this simple outline would then drill down. Right, Tony? Isn't that what you want? Now they should drill into how we analyze all of these different things. Well, yeah. What does that mean to me and what's the answer that I'm looking for? Exactly. So the very next sentence after they give this outline of all the stuff people should be considering reads, we hope you will weigh all the facts carefully and make an important decision, period. Whoa. You know, that's kind of scary to me because, it, you know, it tells me a couple things. It tells wow. me a couple things. It tells me, number one, we need to put some thought into this decision above and beyond emotions. The I'm not going to live forever is an emotional thought. The I'm scared the Social Security is going to go broke is more of an emotional thought at this point. There's there's a lot of rationale why we would want to discuss those things. So we got to put a lot of thought into this decision. That's what they're doing. And number two, I think about it with my own mom who should be filing in a few years for Social Security. I don't want to hope my mom made the right decision. I want to know she made the right decision. I don't want to hope my clients made the right decision. I want to know they made the right decision. We have to put some thought and energy into this because they're just hoping you make the right decision because most people make the wrong decision. So what a, what a powerful piece of literature directly from the Social Security Administration to basically say, this is your problem. You go figure it out. That's why we do what we do. We are the vessel. We are the tool. We understand Social Security, and we can help you create a roadmap in order to be effective. Now, let's be fair. Everything in life is a numbers game in a sense, meaning if you want to live to 120, then you want to wait a long time on taking your Social Security. Conversely, if you would like to go out in a fiery car wreck at age 63, you should have taken your Social Security at 62. So we realize that there are things that we can't control. But in its normalcy, this all goes back to our last segment. How do we maximize the checks coming in from the world? Social security is a big part of that. Once we've figured out what all those things are, then we have to see what all of your expenses are. So if social security, pensions, rental incomes are bringing in $5,000 a month and we do all of your expenses and you need roughly $8,000 a month, We've now identified something. We've identified your income gap. You are missing $3,000 a month of income. That is filled with all of your hard work. Your 401ks, your IRAs, the money buried under the orange tree in the backyard, whatever it is. And so now we have something to figure out with your existing assets. We have to figure out how do we take your life savings and generate a $3,000 a month paycheck in order to make sure that your your lifestyle is intact. I mean, that's very simple financial planning, Tony. You think you could figure that out? Yeah. <laughs> well, I might need your help. I was told I, there would I, be no I, math. I know, but it's incredible that financial planners don't even help with stuff that basic. 
of saying, let's maximize what's coming in. Let's see what you're spending. We can see where the hole is. Now we have a real piece of information to try to figure out what we're supposed to be doing with your investments. Mm -hmm. it, it, wow. Brain surgery just happened. <laughs> um, you know, it's incredible, but this yeah. is very simple, very straightforward stuff, but without starting there, where are you? Yeah. And if you're a person that has a large enough income gap that it's going to take the majority of your assets, that dictates the type of risk you're taking. Conversely, if you're one of the lucky ones that doesn't really need any money because you don't have an income gap or it's very small, that dictates what you do with your investments. I, you know, there's, there's so many directions that we can go with people, which kind of gets us into probably part two of all of this, you know, that, that I know. Tony's been pushing towards talking about here. And that <laughs> yep. is, you know, once we understand the basics, what's coming in, what's going out, what the income gap is, now we have to get into you as the individual. We have to get into risk tolerances, aptitude, appetite for risk, whatever you want to call it. And one of the common things that we discuss is what's called the rule of 100, because it's a very simplistic idea. Do you know the rule of 100, Tony? I do know the rule of 100. Uh, that, was, that was a test. You know, we've talked about it before, yeah. so I thought, I, I thought I'd quiz you. I subtract my age from 100, and the, amount, the answer is how much I should have at risk. Correct. And so remember, this is not an investment recommendation over the radio here. What the rule of 100 is, is it's one data point in a whole lot of data points we're trying to figure out. And they're called common sense data points. You know, one data point is the earlier one of what's your income gap. Another data point is, well, what's your rule of 100 age say about you? Because the older that we get, our time horizon is getting shorter for a couple reasons. One is the necessity of using our own money is shorter and shorter. And two is the idea of passing it to our loved ones becomes shorter and shorter. So we have to start assessing how much time we have before our money has to be used for long-term care, you know, for extraordinary health costs, giving it to the kiddos, all those different things. And so as we consider that, the rule of 100 creates a nice simple roadmap. I like to use the, the number tw age 25 as an example. If you're a 25-year-old, you take 100, you minus 25, you get 75. So that would technically mean, based on that rule, 75% of your money is in risky stuff. Now, that's a data point. That doesn't mean we go put exactly 75% of your money in risky stuff, but it gives us a theme and the theme is pretty straightforward. The theme is, wait a second, because I'm young, because I don't need my money for a very long time, I need it to be reasonably aggressive. I need it to be reasonably risky. Conversely, if you're a 75 year old, take 75 off of hundred, it says, hey, you know what? You only need 25% of your money in risky assets because 75, a lot closer to needing your own money, a lot closer to leaving to someone else. But then again, you're only 75. You can live another 10, 20, however many years you want to live. So we don't want to be dead in the water. We don't want to give up growth. We need the growth in our portfolio. Um, but the reason that it only becomes a data point is it goes back to things like the, the income gap. If you need all of your money to create income, then we have to be very conscious about how much we have in risky investments because... What do we not want to do with our red money, Tony? We don't want to pull income out of it, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, so we 
we need to spend a lot of time on the financial plan. We need to understand exactly what your cash needs are. We need to figure out what the income gap is. We need to figure out the rule of 100. We then start looking based on the rule of 100 at the color of your money. You know, the other thing, and I know we're running out of time here, so I got to I got to be quick. But the idea is, is we try to keep stuff very straightforward. I mean, the idea of figuring out what's coming in from the world and what you're spending should be pretty straightforward stuff for us to work through. Same thing goes to investments. A lot of people, if you're not entrenched in your own investments, it's kind of difficult to understand how they work and what they are. So we color code everything. We keep it obvious. We keep it simple. Red stuff is our risky stuff. If we have no principal protection, meaning stocks, long-term bonds, uh, variable annuities, mutual funds, ETFs, if we have things where we can lose money, you know, non-public traded investments, all that kind of stuff, those are red money investments because we don't know what's going to happen. And we call that hope so money for two reasons. One is we're hoping it goes up and we're definitely hoping our money's not going to go down. So there's a lot of hope inside of our red money, but we also know that over a long period of time, traditionally red money does give us good rates of return, good growth. So it's not good for income because we can lose money on it and we don't want to pull money out of an account that's going down, but it's good for growth and inflation hedging in a retirement plan. What's our green money, Tony? Let our you green money is safe money. It's our safe money, right? right? It's all the conservative stuff. That stuff is simple as social security, pensions, certainly bank instruments, anything where we have principal protection, we're not going to lose our money, cash value, life insurance, fixed and fixed index annuities. Those are income planning assets. Those are the tools that we use to create income because we're not going to worry about losing it while pulling money out because that does irreparable damage to a retirement plan. Also pulling money out of green assets creates for more predictability because let's say the stock market never went up again and you wanted to pull $5,000 out of your $100,000 green money account. If you never made money, we know how long it's going to last you. Conversely, if you're in a stock account pulling out the same money, we don't know how long it's going to last you because your account's falling or going up at a moment, falling, and you're pulling money out. We want predictability and all planning for our clients. So I think we're about out of time, Tony. I don't yeah, we are 100% out of time. So is there, any, <laughs> is there anything you want to add before we have to go? You know, it's just so tough because the, I, I, I always scratch the surface with this stuff and there's so much to discuss. But I think the takeaway from today is there's a lot to talk about. You should call our office. You can set up a complimentary consultation. I would encourage everybody to come to our social security workshop to understand your social security, how to maximize it. That's August 24th and 25th, 2016. Visit our registration website at understandsocialsecurity.com. Or call our office, 805-500-7035. But get on the list. Um, it is limited seating because it's in a classroom setting and there's just only so many people that we can get in there. But give our office a call. Visit the website. Get on there. And you know we're going to spend the next month really focusing on Social Security leading up to that workshop. So listen in certainly over the next couple of weeks and we'll keep drilling down on this stuff. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Michael Mansfield and The Lind Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 